So this guy handed me this letter and it said, you know, direct report to me now. I handed him that letter. I said, there ain't no way I'm signing this or taking a pay cut. <laughs> yeah. And he said, he said, well, why should I pay you that much? I said, I, said, I don't know, man. I mean, I'm, I do a lot around here. And he was like, he was like, you don't even have a college degree. And I said, I got two college degrees actually. So the guy didn't really, he didn't really know yeah. uh, me or I don't know, but, uh, I, I just grabbed that letter and I walked out that day at 6.30 in the morning and uh, I went and played golf and poker that same day. I think I won about four grand playing golf and <laughs> poker that day and I was like, ah, So you're like, this is going to be okay. This, I think this is going to be okay. I feel like once you get to a certain level, if you if you made it that far, you're going to be smart and it's going to just mm-hmm. boom, boom, boom. Welcome back to the Wealthy Cowboy Show. Today we have Brody Self. Thanks for um, having me. If you if you rodeoed or team roped, kind of what early two thousands, early mid two thousands, you probably know Brody. Um, he made a lot of tracks. We college rodeoed and junior rodeoed together through the years, and now he is a big time golfer. So you <laughs> might know him from that side. But uh, how's it going, Brody? Hey, it's going well. Uh, glad to be here today it's gonna be fun yeah uh i mean you we've been buddies for a long time since like you said the junior rodeo days so uh i'm excited to be on your show it's been been fun to watch so far getting to like watch you like talk to people i don't know like i'll listen to podcasts but i don't yeah. know that many of the people you think you it seems like you know some of them but yeah uh you actually we we do know each other yeah. so that's been cool to watch you and uh see your show and it's been inspiring for different aspects of, of my business and uh and life too it's that's cool to watch awesome i appreciate it yeah and so, like I said, we got we've known each other for a long time since uh, since the junior rodeos, and then we reconnected here last year, I guess, um, yep. with the merchant services industry that you've been in mm-hmm. eight nine years now. Yeah, I think I put my first machine in in Cleburne at a place called R and K Cafe in two thousand four. I looked the other day; it was about uh, April or May two thousand four. Oh, so that's a long time, then. long time. Um, yeah, I just I heard about it a little bit, and uh, I've, I've seen you post about it some, so I reached out, got on with you and John at Diversified Payments, yep. and it's been a it's been pretty awesome. It's been, um, I've I've built a decent income out of it so far, and it's cool getting to learn new things and meet new people, and uh, definitely can be a life changing industry. And that's what we'll get into today a little bit is how it's changed your life, and yeah, definitely, and really allowed you to to live the lifestyle that you want. Have you ever asked yourself why it costs so much to get paid? Hey everyone, this is a show that has a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners on and the number one rule in business is to get paid, right? If you own a business, there's a good chance you're overpaying for credit card processing and there's an even better chance that you're getting terrible customer service. At Diversified Payments, we make the payment process simple for both the customer and the business. Being based in Central Texas, we're able to offer business owners personal customer service while saving them money on their credit card processing fees. And we're the only payment company that I know of that's deeply rooted in the ranching and rodeo industries. If you think you're paying way too much in card processing fees or you can't get in touch with your payment processor when there's an issue, go to diversifiedpayments.com slash wealthy cowboy. It definitely has. Um... I don't know if you want to go straight into that or how. No, let's fun. let's back it up. Let's talk about. I agree. Let's talk about growing up and um, and rodeoing and and kind of where all that came about. 
man, I uh, grew up in Cleburne, Texas. Uh, my mom was from Alvarado. My dad was from Cleburne. They had a construction business in Burleson. My mom, my dad, and my aunt uh, grew up. I, like a lot of kids, I don't know what junior rodeo is like nowadays, <laughs> but it seemed like we junior rodeoed for a living. Yeah. Like we were going to AJRA, CTYRA, FCCA, uh, region rodeos. You could go to two or three a week. Easy. I, mean, for, I, I remember some weeks we were going to like four or five. Like yeah. we started at CT, they started having like a slack on a Wednesday yeah. for a junior rodeo. That was crazy when mm -hmm. we were going down there. And that's probably, um, I remember I never really, after college and stuff, you know, I was roping and I liked the jackpot and I never really went out and like pro rodeoed. I went to the Northeast for a couple summers and just went and uh but i rodeoing as a kid it seemed we we've rodeoed back yeah. then but uh you drive out to uh go to those aj's go to van horn drive all hands, night go to uh, carlsbad and then you could come back to the wts on the way yeah, home Sweetwater, Sweetwater. Yes. i mean there's ct wt fcca mm -hmm. i mean there are so many different ones and nowadays i don't even know i know they have a lot of junior rodeo stuff for kids and they're paying a lot of money but uh back then it was I don't, I don't know. It's just what we did. Yeah. That's how we grew up. And I uh, went to college at Hill College, made the college finals there, then went to Tarleton, made the college finals once there. And uh, after college, I kind of, I guess I went I went and worked for my dad for a little, I didn't really do, I kind of hung out and rodeoed for a little while, jackpotted. Um, I don't, I don't know exactly. Uh Kind of started working for my dad a little bit there at the construction company. They did, uh, I mean, it's just right here. They built Texas Highway storm drainage, uh, cast in place concrete for 50 years. I don't know. My grandpa started it, I think, in like the 50, 60s or 70s. And, uh, and I think it's kind of like when you, for me, well, I kind I kind of knew I knew I wanted to be a cowboy when I graduated college, but it's like you graduate college with some kind of degree that's not specialized, and then you're like, what do I do now? So you, yeah, you get out and just kind of hunting around, just kind of trying to find something. Yeah, and so and I'd been playing poker too for a while, and I, I was working for my dad a little bit, and they had gotten some big poker games over here uh, on like Monday and Thursday night with this guy that owns a. His son owned a Western store, CB Finchers, right here down the road. They yeah. used to have a poker game at his uh, son's house and found a few other poker games. Well, I was making more and one not playing poker than I could make in a month working construction. <laughs> so I was like, I kind of quit uh, doing construction for my yeah. dad for a little while. And I won this poker tournament. I went to Vegas. Uh, they sent me, they paid my trip to Vegas to play in the World Series of Poker. That was probably... I want to say around 2015, 14 or 15. And uh, I didn't do any good out there. And it was just like a bad run. I'd been kind of on a bad run. And uh, my dad had one of his main guy. Uh, he he actually got out of the dump truck and didn't put the brake on it, ran over him. And it, oh, it, yeah, it, it killed him. And uh, so he knew everything about my dad's construction business. Like mm -hmm. this guy had been with my dad for probably 20 or 30 years. And he knew where every drill was, every tractor. They had 20 or 30 excavators and backhoes. And so this guy knew, had, and, my, and so I went and helped my dad, went back to help my dad playing poker. And uh, he ended up selling his construction. They ended up selling the construction company, I think, in like 2018 or 19. 
and I was still working there a little bit. I knew I wasn't going to work there. I got into uh, back into merchant services. So it was kind of, as you've kind of figured out, there's a lot of Visa MasterCard rules and regulations mm-hmm. and all that. And I had had a few accounts and uh, kind of, they kind of came back with cash discount and dual pricing. They're like, okay, it's ready to go. And this is all the same time. Uh, my dad had sold his business and I was still kind of working there and I had one account, uh, at the time and the new owner, I hadn't really told him, I'm, how did they told anybody this story? <laughs> and, uh, the new owner gave me this piece of paper about six 30 in the morning on a Monday. Um, and I had just went to a rope and stroke with Blake Stalker like the week before in Sweetwater. And he was like, he was like telling me, you should just quit your job, dude. You're going to, you're going to fight, figure it out. Blah, yeah. blah. I'm like, I was like, man, I don't know. And uh, and that Monday he handed me this letter and it said, hey, um, starting from, you'll directly report to, and for granted, I never really had a real job except for working for my dad. And, yeah. uh, and that was kind of interesting because like it was, I worked, but like he had me doing a lot of crazy stuff too. <laughs> I mean, he was doing all like weird, I was doing construction, but I was also doing like just whatever he needed. And, odd like, jobs and stuff. Yeah, odd jobs or or he he would send me sometimes to test out something that like I remember one time he sent me to test out this billboard company because he thought we could put these billboards up. <laughs> and I was up there on top of this building, and him and my sister were down there watching. And uh, I was like, I was like, I quit that day. I was like, I ain't never doing that again. <laughs> but uh, anyways, uh, so this guy handed me this letter and it said you'll direct report to me now and. Uh, your salary is going to go down. I think I was making like 1600 bucks a week before taxes back then. And uh, it said it would go down to 1100 From the people that bought your dad's mm-hmm. construction company? And I would only get like one day off the rest of the year. And I think that was like in August. And uh, and I just walked in there and I just handed him, I just handed him that letter. I said, there ain't no way I'm signing this or taking a pay cut. <laughs> yeah. And he said, he said, well, why should I pay you that much? I said, I, said, I don't know, man. I mean, I'm, I do a lot around here. And he was like, he was like, you don't even have a college degree. And I said, I got two college degrees actually. So the guy <laughs> didn't really, he didn't really know yeah. uh, me or I don't know, but uh, I I just grabbed that letter and I walked out that day, six 30 in the morning. And uh, I went and played golf and poker that same day. I think I won about four grand playing golf and <laughs> poker that day. And I was like, ah, so you're like, this is going to be okay. I think this is going to be okay. And, uh, and then it started and I just, I don't know. Here we are now, four or five years later. I've worked. I've started. Like I said back then, I kind of got out of the merchant services for a little bit, and then got back into it. And that day, I had one. I remember I had one account, and uh, and now I don't. I don't know how many I got, but I think it's, it's treating it's, me all right. Some people are just like cut that way, like to be entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial, or you know, go into business, be their own boss. Um, and they're they're just like they're risk takers. Because you don't know what's on the other side. There's, there's, you can see, you can search and see these people that have success stories and then maybe not see all the ones that didn't work out. Like, like when I, when I started my journey, I was making, you know, pretty decent money. I, I stayed pretty busy day working and riding. I kept some horses to ride and worked sale barns and hauled cattle and did whatever, hustled around. Yeah. And, and did whatever and, but I knew that I was about capped out. So I was looking for something. And um, the first thing I found was life insurance. And then 
now found merchant services, but uh, it was a very odd time for anybody, anybody in their right mind to change careers because it was, Lottie was about a week from being born, our daughter, and I knew I'd been thinking about this for a while and searching, listening to podcasts and reading books. I was like, you know, I've got to do something else. I've got to get into sales or do something where I have a, a bigger salary cap, where there's more potential. And I knew I couldn't just do it from my my work and my labor. Lottie was fixing to be born, and so we go up there um, getting ready to have her, and I told them, I told the sale barns, you know, I wasn't coming back for at least a month, taking off for that. Well, that was it. That was, I pretty much quit day working, quit taking outside horses, quit the sale barns, and I was like, my income went to zero with a brand new baby. And I was like, I'm going to figure something out. Yeah. And um, it's, it's odd for most people aren't going to take that risk. Just like you, you didn't have anything figured out, but you knew you would go put out, put out the work, find something that you could, that you could be successful in. Yeah, definitely. Like whenever that was, whenever I quit my job, I remember I probably had, uh, or, or, I guess call it my job. I don't really even, I don't know, like that. I didn't really consider that a job, even though I had to be there. I mean, six thirty, seven o'clock, maybe six o'clock, a lot of times every single day. And, uh, and I knew I didn't want to do that. I was yeah. like, even though I was working for my dad and I could get off early, like I could get my stuff done. Like I remember I was at that time I was going to Waco. Uh, we were building a loop around Waco. Um, I'd start there. I'd go to either, uh, I think we had a job in Clifton and Stephenville. We redid all of 281, the storm drainage from Hako to Stephenville. And uh, so all the retaining walls and everything on that mm -hmm. uh, textile. And then we had a job in Waco and then another one, Granberry. Well, that was my loop I made almost every day. Yeah. And uh, some days I could get done pretty early, but I mean, some days, you know, you're there till it gets done. But mm -hmm. uh, I had it set up pretty good. But uh, whenever I quit doing that, I had, I was also, I had, I had just having team rubbing practices twice a week and I had probably a hundred head of Coriani steers that either I had on some lease land. I had probably 30 or 40 leased out that, I mean, people would pay, you know, to rope them and then have those practices and had probably eight or 10 head of horses. And I was just like, I mean, it was a lot and I didn't seem like, I never really saw it like really potentially getting ahead. Yeah. And, uh, and so then I eventually, I just sold everything. And I know that to some people, they're like, I've I've had yeah. people there. They've tell me all the time. They're like, man, you don't rope and you don't have a horse or nothing anymore. And they're just like, you just burn the boats. Yeah, it's just <laughs> like I'm just like, man, you know. I mean, we've been doing it. We're now I'm 34, and they're probably some of them people are a little older than me. I'm like, dude, we just been chasing that dream for yeah. so long, but it wasn't. I don't really know like where it the dream ended or it was, I was just like, I'm ready to try something else. Yeah. And, uh, and I'd, I'd found golf and honestly, and, uh, golf became my passion cause it was something I'd never done. Like mm -hmm. we didn't, I didn't play golf growing up and it just, I just fell in love with it. Like from the get go. Yeah. And, and it's, I think it's challenging. It's a lot like roping. I mean, it is a lot like roping. any little movement in your wrist and your fingers, any, any little thing, you know, 
and you miss your you know hit a shank a shot or whatever yeah, i definitely think it's it's a hundred times harder than roping but <laughs> roping is definitely i mean like i was telling we had our pop first podcast the other day and i was telling mikey i was like i was like well i mean golf is like exactly like roping like the biggest like i think 99 percent of golfers can't break 90 and so i mean that's and all the biggest i don't know how to compare this to roping but all the biggest ropings are the people that aren't the greatest ropers i mean the, yeah. the lowest number of ropings get five just or six hundred teams and the, the open gets 50 and mm -hmm. so i mean it's just like it's just like that which of course any i mean yeah it anything, takes a lot but, of work to get to that that top yeah. tier and but for roping it wasn't never it wasn't like golf for me like i'd had a rope in my hand my whole life and roping kind of came natural for me mm -hmm. i would say i mean i won a truck when i was 15 years old and and I'd won probably 20 or 30 saddles by then. It just kind of, not that I didn't work hard at it. I definitely was out there yeah. roping the dummy a hundred times a day. Cause I was, I don't know when I was growing up, I was, I was in the dummy ropings all the time where you could do the reaching and I won a bunch of saddles and other trinkets doing that. And so, I mean, I definitely put in the work, but uh, roping just kind of came natural golf. It is man the the work you got to put in and, it's, and still how bad you can suck at it it's crazy uh i think i shot 94 and 89 and like 81 last week and so i mean it's just i mean that's 81 is pretty good 94 that's a real bad day and i don't think i could do that in roping even not roping for a long time yeah yeah what so you found you found merchant services how did you yep. how did you find that uh so i was sitting at a poker game not too far from here actually and uh this guy was like uh said he was in merchant services and i went over to his house one day and uh he brought the owner of poncho's mexican buffet over and this guy named gavin mcleod is what his name was and gavin was the first person to really like put in a what we do now cash discount terminal mm -hmm. uh and it was in ponchos and a couple other uh i think it was in some cc's and old south pancake house and he was like he was telling us about it and the one guy that i that i knew he told me he was like he was like i don't know he wanted to do it and then he never really did anything and i told him i was like i was like man i'd I got some good contacts and uh so i got with gavin and back then i remember uh my contract it would so you couldn't really put a percentage of a fee onto the credit card back then it had to be a set amount only on a debit card and so it was like 49 cents and so it had to kind of be in a smaller transaction smaller amount of a transaction area like a like a ponchos and a wendy's and stuff like that and but you could and i think i think 49 or 59 cents is where it started and it was only on debit card and the deal i got is if he went and helped me put it in and like helped me like went to a meeting with me i'd get two cents a transaction but if i did it all myself and taught him i'd get five cents and so back then i mean it i don't really know how much the accounts were making but it was I, I was like oh this is i mean this is cool like i'm making i got it up to probably a 1500 2000 dollars a month before it kind of like they they started like really changing the laws to where you can make it put it on a credit card and then they made it to where you had to put it like 59 cents but you had to show a five cents different on the receipt and yeah. now it's just 
it, it's where it is today. And that's how I got started. And I actually saw Gavin a couple of weeks ago up there and he's from Frisco and we, uh, we got lunch and he was just like, man, I'm, I'm really proud of you. He was like, he was like a lot of people don't ever make it in this industry. And, um, I guess, I mean, I don't know if say I made it, but yeah. I made it enough to where I can, I kind of got some freedom and get to do a lot of things that I want to do. And I don't have to answer to hardly anyone, but I answer my phone when they, those people call because yeah. that's how I keep my business running and rolling and smooth. And, uh, we have a great team, as you know, mm -hmm. uh, that help us with that. And, uh, John, Melissa, Kim, they all, they all help us run. I don't really have too many problems, but just like we were talking before, you know, there's something, something a little strange that's always happening that mm -hmm. somebody sees or they don't understand how this works. And, you know, you just, you just got to answer your phone and right. or, or tell them or send them a text. Just like I've got a couple, service. yeah, just be a customer service. And I learned that from my parents, I would say a lot, uh, with their construction business. I got to give them a lot of credit because I feel like they raised me to be a good person. And I see my dad, he knew every single with the construction company. I mean, mm -hmm. you had, there was, I don't know what you needed. They never, you never knew. And my grandpa sold cars around Cleburne and, I um, mean, it just, they knew everybody and everybody always told me like, Hey, you, there's, there's a good people. And I yeah. was like, that always made me feel good. And I didn't I always wanted to continue that, like that legacy or whatever mm -hmm. with their name, because they, they had always made a good name for themselves. And, uh, I think that I definitely owe them how I grew up with all my success for sure. Yeah. And getting out and networking, like, um, a lot of you know you see that a lot in small towns everybody kind of knows everybody and getting out and networking you never know what kind of opportunity you know will come up you know to change yeah. your life just like you're playing poker and just talk to somebody and got you in merchant services and you know change your life or you know you meet meet a restaurant owner or, or business owner yeah i think networking is the most important thing in the in the whole aspect of any part of your life i, mm -hmm. I don't think I mean, you can meet someone that can change your life, whether it's a job, a deal, or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I think that is way underrated. And it's, I've tried to go to like networking, like little events. Yeah. Those are kind of artificial. Yeah. I think those <laughs> are kind of like whatever. I tell you what, I've had probably done more beer or more, more deals sitting at a bar drinking a beer yeah. than I have almost than anything because you just, or really, it's like almost I consider it almost playing golf. You learn a lot about a person in that four hours you ride around mm. the golf cart with them and see them try to hit that ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see them hands integrity and what they're made of come out if when they they're try trying to, to get cheat, it to that if hole. They try yeah, to... they're trying to cheat, whether I mean how they how they yell at the ball, how they <laughs> how they hit their club on the ground, yeah. or I mean, or if they don't, I mean I'm pretty chill. I don't mm -hmm. don't really like throw clubs or I mean, the, my mom taught me this when I was a kid. Like, I remember I getting mad uh, roping once, and we're at some little jackpot, and she's like, "She's like, well, you got seven other runs. Like, mm -hmm. you can enter eight times, and so you can just like golf. I mean, you gotta you hit it, but you're gonna have to go hit it again. Yeah, you're gonna have to enter again. You got another chance. The next shot, it could be you could go in the hole. And it, I've yeah done that. So it's, it's control your yeah. emotions up or down. Whether yeah, control it's, your whether emotions. it's good or bad. Just kind of. Mm -hmm kind of keep it in perspective that it could go the other way the next time yeah definitely so that deal that's that's pretty crazy you've 
you kind of were looking, got merchants, uh, got into merchant services, got a few accounts, and then you, you're just kind of struggling along. You went through different companies, didn't you? Yeah, before I did. you found Diversified. Yeah, definitely. Um, I remember. So that was a company called uh, I can't even remember their name anymore. Debit Technologies, and split with them. I got an email whenever I sent talking about that first account. I mm-hmm. got an email from a company called Merchants Bank Card or something. It said cash discount is back. Visa approved it all. Blah blah blah. Signed up this one company and I was trying to my dad's buddy. They're actually still with them. That was probably I think I could look back. I seen I looked the other day. I think 2017, and I never switched them. I never gave them another account, but I don't yeah. know why. But everything they've actually never balked on paying me. Uh, they've been a good company, and so then I got reached out to. I just started getting flooded with different people uh, trying to recruit people, you. Yeah, different. Still, this day, I mean, my LinkedIn is. I don't really. I've never probably done a deal on LinkedIn, but everybody says you got to have it. That's what it. It's just flooded every day. People are like, "Hey, you do merchant services? You want to look at doing some deals with us? We yeah. got the best cash discount program, free terminals, <laughs> blah blah blah." And so then I met John. Uh, I believe Shelby Smith gave me, told me to, uh, she knew John and that uh, he did this and we got linked up and through the rodeo world, through the rodeo world, John, he's a team roper himself, uh, kind of retired now like myself, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we, we both have the same values and we want to treat people correct and give a good customer service. And, uh, he's been in the game a long time. So like he's, I look up to him and, uh, you know, we bounce ideas off of each other and we're just, uh, yeah, I think it's awesome. Like you, you have more experience in it than me, but, um, I was very fortunate to, to find this team diversified and the back end the the front end, I mean, you can just call somebody and they pick up the phone and try to help you out any way they can. And it's, uh, it's really a cool deal and being rooted you know, most of us are rooted in the the rodeo and Western world. So I don't know. I say that all the time about business owners. Like I see business owners and they want to, that are using a, a big corporate company. I mean, we probably know the names of it, but I'm not going to say it, but they'll be using a big corporate company. And it's like, you, you know, that they don't have the same values of that you do you know being in a small town in small town in texas you're probably you know conservative have something to do with agriculture you know like the small town feel and then you go use a corporation yeah and rounds with the the shape of the bottom of the <laughs> bottle is what ones we would like to really switch out and it's like man you there's other ones like us i mean i think obviously i think we're the best but um, there's other ones that, that are, you know, similar to us as far as customer service and being able to get a hold of somebody. And when, oh, you ha- 100%. When, you, when you have a problem, you know, just make sure you have a dang, you can text me or call me or bro or, you know, you or John or whatever and get it solved like that instead of having to do an email sequence or call an 800 number and sit on hold or get a customer support rep that doesn't speak English. Yeah, because, I mean, really, I would rather them just call me mm-hmm. and let me just initiate the the issue because we deal, like, nobody's account is the same. Like, this person might be at this company, this one might be at this company, this one might be at, And it's just because that's the technology or the processor or the mm-hmm. batch time they need. And so they don't even really 
know to where to go with it. And like, they not saying they don't, but I would rather I can get it done faster than they can. They don't have to call it 1-800 number. I probably have someone's number there at that company that yeah. we can get a hold of pretty quickly. And I like to do that, you know, anyways, whatever I'm dealing with, like, Hey, just call this person and, you know, if they got the answer, then solve it right yeah, then I mean, instead I of having to go and call, make this big circle, and then hear back from somebody and email them. And yeah, I'd rather do it too because then I'm I'm learning something myself. Maybe if I haven't done it yet, and mm-hmm. I know I've gotten some high up people's phone number before and called them, and then somebody else emailed me, "Why are you calling this person?" I'm like. Oh. Well, I mean, I needed to get this thing done. Like, yeah. I don't, I'm going around you because it needs to get done, and these people need an answer. And they're like, oh, okay. They're like, like, we don't even know how you got to them, that person. I'm like, I don't know. A little try goes a long ways. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'll have somebody. I tell people all the time to my customers. I'm like, look, like this this terminal has a video on it, and like you can watch like different things that you need to do. Well, they, I'm like, they won't even watch it or yeah. something. I'm just like. Or, like, you can search on YouTube, and most of the things are, like, especially, like, a lot of clovers we put in. It's nearly – there's a video on about every type of setting thing you want to do on a clover, and uh, and I'll just send them the video. They're like, oh, I didn't know you could do that. I'm like, yeah. yeah just, I mean, a little try goes a long ways, but I'm happy to do it either way. Um, yeah, at least, I mean, you're the same way. Like, when I set somebody up, we give them – all the resources like here's here's these support numbers and then also you have my number and then you can watch these videos and all this stuff and then but most of the time it ends up coming back to they'll just call or text yeah one of us and and then we got to give them that that answer to call call support or mm-hmm. if it's a terminal thing or watch a video or sometimes yeah. we can explain it what however that goes but some people would rather just call yeah, us I got first. some people that they're going to call me every single time for the <laughs> If I don't, I don't know. I've had this industry never surprises me, honestly. Yeah. And then I have some people that will that will do it like I do it, and they they know they want to know the ins and outs of it and mm-hmm. get get down to the to the I don't even know what I'm trying to say, but they they want to they want to figure it out themselves too. And yeah. So it just depending on who is who you're dealing with, but uh, yes. we try to make it as easy as possible for everybody. So for a little diversified plug, if you have a business and you are watching this show, you probably need to be doing business with us at, yeah, at Diversified definitely. Payments. And you can reach out to me or Brody or uh, John's up, go back to John's episode and hear his story and reach out to him. But uh, let's get back. Let's get out of the commercial and, and let's get to to what you do now, golf. And you've done some cool things in that industry and, and not just doing it for a hobby now. You've actually... You've actually built something in, in that. Uh, yeah, so uh, still do merchant services, of course. Um, I don't know. I could be doing a lot more of that if I wanted to, but it has been lucky enough for me. I've gotten to where it pays me enough every single month that that money's coming in and uh, started playing golf. Um, I remember, I think, the like the first time I really got hooked on golf, me and one of our junior high rodeo friends, Bryce Stafford, we played uh we would play on sundays and we'd do a two-man scramble and uh we were played with two good better golfers me and him we kind of butted heads and we're talking like i'm better than you blah blah blah. so we decided to play for 500 like by pga tour rules and i think we shot like 127 and 129 he beat me and that's (laughs) whenever i was like 
you're never beating me again, dude. <laughs> and, uh, and paid him that 500 and that stung more than anything. And so then, uh, I don't know, actually the money didn't sting as more as him beating me. But uh, <laughs> so then we started playing golf and I got a little better at golf and uh, everybody had these roping strokes. And uh, for everybody that don't know what that is, it's so you rope about six to eight head as team roping steers and then 18 holes of golf and they'd add it up and mm -hmm. uh whoever would win and i remember like there were some guys that were really good and i was always i never even stood a chance and uh and so i started playing a lot more golf and got a lot better and then started playing with like mikey and uh blaine vick and kyle crick and a lot of them old rodeo dudes that were our buddies and we were gambling on the golf course like maniacs most mm -hmm. of the time and uh there would i was the one always keeping up with the score and uh so whenever the scorecard get done it would be dots and numbers everywhere and there would be five of us playing and uh so it would we'd have like six or seven different games going on so each game would have to be paid out and then uh you would get the next group of money coming in and then you know i would send like it would just be money exchanging hands all yeah. over it take an hour i mean to figure it all out yeah and i remember like most of the people they would just be like just figure it out later and especially in our like tight-knit group of rodeo friends they'd just be like just text us what we owe and no one really hardly ever questioned it i would just like send a picture and uh yeah and so we just we me and mikey were like man there's got to be a better way to do this and so we started uh building a golf app um it's called daily dog fights um where we just got approved to the app store but we haven't quite launched it yet we're waiting on some integrations uh to finalize uh final testing on some integrations but uh it was exciting getting it into the app store i think we've been working on it now for man since we started the journey uh almost three years mm -hmm. of like first initial conversations with different app companies to maybe a year after that we finally chose one and kind of had the money saved up to to do it and um we i don't know we and me and mikey we just we just started doing it and it probably took a little it's taken longer than we wanted it to but we we funded it and we did it all on our own till we had like a we've gone through about three different app developers and now we've got a great team um a whole team actually now like we've we've got a cto we've got investors once we got to like actually got an actual product mm -hmm. um something that i can i can send you and you could use if you wanted to right now it's a little still just almost once we get it finalized man i can even i can just tell you to download in the app store and be so happy but, yeah uh, i can still you can still get on it but it's a little bit of a process you have to go through a development app that apple has like a test app that you can test your app in and so it's kind of a little process setting all that up but it's it's working good and uh we're excited and we've well, i mean we've I never thought I'd say I got a management team, but we've got a management team. I'm not <laughs> or an remember. app, probably. I don't know anybody that has an app. I don't think. Yeah, um, I built one in college. I called it iRodeo, and uh, it, back then that was in 2011. So like it was still very, very. The apps weren't really. Mm -hmm. I think the iPhone came out in 07. Yeah, I don't. I think I had a flip phone back then. Yeah, still. I mean, a lot of people <laughs> did, and. Uh, we that app it was pretty cool it did a lot of different things and like we had some meetings with like 
some big rodeo people like Wrangler and Justin Boots, and they were like talking about still promoting their, they were talking about promoting their like YouTube channel and different things. And, uh, and then we kind of, kind of got to the stage like where me and Mikey got with the first app company we, we dealt with. Uh, and it was going to be like, Four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars to make it go to the next spot, and I was just kind of like, "Oh no, we did it <laughs> to here." Bunch, but yeah. yeah, but this is this is a complete different animal of what we're dealing with, and it was a lot. There's a lot more golfers than there are rodeo people, right. so hopefully we've we've and already they taken kinda, on. They kind of cross too. There's a lot of rodeo guys and stuff that yeah. There's that a golf lot of guys, too. good golfers that rope and uh, do. I mean, they're athletes, and, so. and everybody likes to make it competitive and. Yeah, gamble yeah, a little we, bit uh, maybe, and yeah, it, we play some of my favorites. Or we play Dustin Negasquiz and Levi Lord. Them guys are they're good team ropers and they're fun to golf with, and they can play golf yeah. pretty dang good. And they, <laughs> they got a little good shit talking to them, which everybody kind of does uh, to some degree, I guess. But uh, it's this uh, we we've already gotten investors. We're about to take on a second round of investment uh, to where we're gonna be. Uh, this just sounds crazy to even say, but we're hopefully we're going to golf for a living now. Yeah. And uh, like we had to do a podcast, like I've been saying for years that we should start a, since we started this deal. I'm like, we're going to have to do a podcast, Mikey. We're going to have to do a podcast, Mikey. And we never, I mean, I could imagine if we started it two or three years ago where it would be, but we finally, from that management group that signed us the not too long ago, they basically told us, hey, you got to do a, a podcast and that's how we kind of all got here i found uh through uh my friend lana she knew jonathan and taylor and that's how we all kind of found this podcast here mm-hmm. and this is a cool studio i love the everything they the logos and all of it around i watch a lot of podcasts too and i think this the, so y'all have uh y'all have a daily dog fights podcast and a daily dog fights app yeah we're gonna have a podcast merch oh, there it is <laughs> um and we're gonna have hopefully we're gonna have golf tournaments and i mean the whole maybe some rope and strokes or something yeah we'll definitely be having some rope and strokes rope and strokes are kind of funny we have to make it a little bit because rope and strokes don't really make money but they're a lot of fun <laughs> yeah <laughs> and we're not just we gotta we gotta make some money we've been spending a lot of money so yeah. um but yeah that's uh, that journey has been amazing i mean it's taken me I've gotten to play some golf really, really cool places just because of it. And uh, I don't know, I kind of sometimes I feel kind of bad because we haven't gotten it there yet. And a lot of everybody's wanting to see it, but um, it is what it is. And but we're still working hard on it. Like yeah. we had a call at nine this morning, had a call at 10 and just like going, doing different things every single day behind the scenes that a lot of people don't see. I feel like in a lot of aspects and there's just, mm-hmm. it's a, I mean, I was writing, and we have this deal called Slack. I don't know a lot of people know what that is, but it's like a business management app. And I mean, it's still at eleven o'clock last night, you know, writing. They sent an update out, and because their our development team is in uh, Sri Lanka, I don't even know where that is. But <laughs> we talk. They they start work at six a.m. over there, which is about seven or eight here. I think I don't even know. But sending talking to them still late at night, early morning. I mean, it's just yeah, it's just a grind, you know. And I think it's it's cool that y'all just uh, you know see a, saw a problem and then you're like, how can we fix this? How can we make this deal easier? And then see, also see that it it's going to make your life easier and you can help a bunch of different people. And 
hopefully make you some money out of it too and and be able to follow your passion and now and and go golf more yeah definitely yeah because it's definitely our passion and we kind of thought we uh put it out there a little too early last year we went to the pga show and um we thought we were close to being ready to launch and then we i guess we well now that i see what it is now how good it looks and we really weren't and i went back uh last week to the pga show and thought man you know these people are gonna be like oh where's this at blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. but all the people we met last year you know we still saw them and they're still as it, it seemed like it was just yesterday and they're still as excited about it as they were so that was that was exciting for us too um and now we've we have gotten it into the app store, but we're probably going to wait. We're Like I said, we're still waiting on some integration things um, with some other, like the Golf Handicap System and uh, one of the mapping companies. We're waiting on to get a few things finalized with them. And and then hopefully we're going to, we'll test it for about a month, I think, to, with like a small couple hundred people. And, and then we'll be hopefully about golf season mid-March, we'll put it on the app store and ready to roll yeah yeah that's and it's hard too because it's a lot of stuff out of your control and you want to get it out there and as fast as you can and there's so many variables and things come up and yeah. like just like in any business or any kind of journey you're gonna you're gonna encounter some obstacles mm -hmm. especially no when you can't control every aspect and you got to rely on other people yeah and i mean they're like we were, Mikey made a good comparison the other day. He said, building apps like training a horse. You know, yeah. he's like, he's like, you take this horse to somebody and uh, give it 30 days and bring it back. And the horse trainer's like, man, you're going you're gonna to need 30 more days. Yeah. I've been, I, this morning, they've, so they've been, whenever we're going to add a player to the game that's not in the app, I wanted to bring up your contact list. And when you copy it from, like, if you go to their name, there's a little funny setting to where if it like puts the plus one at the front of your number or if it doesn't, mm -hmm. and it kind of doesn't let the text send to that person. And so this morning I was like, I was like, I've been asking for this for a month, like get it on there. And, uh, made me think of that. Like we need 30 more days to train this horse, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but never, uh, never ready. Yeah. Never ready. Um, I got some, got some wrap up questions for you. What you've, you've gone through such a journey of, um, you know, changing different industries and playing poker and rodeo and, and doing different things and just hustling for a living. What's a what's a piece of advice that you would give to, I say, a broke kid or you know somebody's somebody sitting at home not happy with their career or somebody in college not knowing what they're gonna do? Man, I would say just bet on yourself um, every day. And when you're sitting at home watching TV or something, I mean, I remember looking up like trying to find something like credit card processing mm -hmm. and like trying to find something. I remember hearing residual income at a young age mm -hmm. and, uh, or trying to find something that you can save up some money and invest five grand in, or like somebody that needs a little, I don't, I don't, I mean, just betting on yourself and getting out there. And I mean, going, putting yourself out there, networking somewhere, somehow, yeah. whether, I mean, I'm, we go to this little little local bar right here a lot, and there's some successful people that just, like, come through there. It's just a hole-in-the-wall old bar. It's been there for, like, 60 or 70 years. It's, and I've I've done credit card deals in there just by sitting in there working. Go mm -hmm. in there and get on your computer or something and 
just talk to people. Yeah. Uh, ask just people get, what they getting do. Getting around the right people. Yeah, getting around the right people. Asking them what they do. Ask them if, asking them for advice or mm-hmm. anything, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a, that's good advice. I always, you know, say you, you got to get started. Like imperfect, imperfect action is going to get you further than sitting around and, and just thinking, just just going and talking to people, going and if you're wanting to start an app, going taking steps to do that. If you're wanting to get in a new career, keeping your eyes open, keeping talking to different people, getting out and networking. Yeah, definitely. I remember as like a kid too, I always looked at like driving past a business or something or like wondering how that place made money or Mm -hmm. like wondering. I remember one of the first ones I thought of when I was a kid was like Eskimo Hut. I don't know if you've ever been to one of those, but I told my dad, I was like, we should open an Eskimo Hut when I was probably like, I don't know, 12 years old. Yeah. Uh, just like looking, I mean, all you can the rodeo find out. parents love that place. Yeah, especially at Abilene. That's <laughs> yeah. what the first one where I saw it was Abilene going to at a rodeo mm-hmm. with my friend's mom, and uh, and just like you can find, I mean, you can email those people. I've we almost opened one. We were really close, and uh, in Granbury, and then they sold it to another person that bought five franchises. But you can email them, and they'll they'll send you NDA and. Uh, they'll send you like financials and like how much this store's making or like how much it costs to get in or I don't know. I mean, nowadays it's definitely, I mean, real estate's gone up. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything's way high and hard to get into, but, um, I don't know. I mean, something, something's going to click whether it's, but I think getting in betting on yourself or doing some type of sales to where you don't have a market cap or, mm-hmm. or anything, um, it's just that's the only way to really ever get ahead unless you unless you're just built to work for the man that's yeah. all you can and i think just like keeping an keeping an eye open for opportunity just like you're saying in, in anything you can you know fi- you know figure that out say how is this making money is there opportunity here like any problem you encounter in your life you can look back say hey can i make a solution for this and then and then monetize it somehow and solve solve this problem for other people too, just like y'all did with an app, like we do with the credit card processing. It's all about solving people's problems. And a, a real good quote that Zig Ziglar, old sales trainer, used to say is, um, if you help enough other people get what they want, you will get everything that you want. So it's all about solving a problem for somebody else. And the bigger the problem you solve, the more you can more yeah. you can get paid for it yeah like i mean so where i live uh right up here in fort worth it's like a shopping center deal and there wasn't somewhere i could go get a fountain drink in the mornings or or something and i was like man there needs to be like there's there's probably like 13 to 15 restaurants there's a bowling alley like there's a lot of and there's shopping and there's not somewhere where like there's i think there's about 1200 residents that live there too and then they got all the people like that work there. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, there's got to be something like a market or, mm-hmm. or something. Well, I mean, there's a Trader Joe's or there's a Whole Foods. I mean, just at the end of, but you got to like drive in to where we live a good little, good little hike. I mean, it takes you five or 10 minutes if you get in your car. But I mean, I don't really, sometimes you don't want to do that. I mean, maybe yeah. it's lazy, but it's convenience. And, uh, so I started reach out. Actually, I reached out to the management company, Simons, and asked them, "And what, like, what's the rent? What's the process of all this?" And uh, we ended up we're supposed to break ground on it. Here's we're opening basically a market grocery store, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Here and we're supposed to break ground on it. This maybe today or I don't know. They're supposed to start setting up barricades. 
And that was just one thing. I mean, I don't have a large percentage of it because it costs a lot of money, but yeah. I knew the right. I, I asked a couple people and they didn't, they said no. Then I asked one dude and one dude was like, wow, like there, I can see this potential. And he took it over and got a couple other investors and, and they, they pretty much took it all over and I bought a small percentage of it, but so they were excited. I mean, just like stuff like that. Like yeah. I put probably six months, 12, six, eight months of nobody knowing that that was even going on, just kind of knowing that I probably actually couldn't afford to do everything. I yeah. mean, I think they, I don't know how, I mean, I, I'm not going to say how much it costs, but I mean, it was expensive and, uh, and, but I mean, it's now it's finally, it's all, that's another project that's about to start. And that's, that's been an exciting journey too. Yeah. And it's so, cool that you've like, you've come so far and, and you're still looking for new opportunities and, and, uh, to solve different problems. And, uh, I always say it's, I've heard it somewhere else, but it's not about how many resources you have. It's about how resourceful you are. So mm -hmm. you saw an opportunity there and instead of saying, yeah, that would be cool, but you know, I could never do it. You say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna reach out to these people with money that I know that might want, might want to do it, and then you finally find the right person, and you're gonna get, get a little chunk off of it. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. Just, just being resourceful. Like, don't ever say you can't get something or can't do something. You can just figure out how. Just, just backtrack it. Um, you, whether it's finding somebody that knows how to do it, or you know, just going, just leaning into it you know and and learning the hard way yeah definitely do you have i know uh you said after we did buster's podcast that you you read that the little red book of selling do you have maybe top three books or something that that has helped you in selling or in your Honestly, life or? that's that's probably only, maybe one of the only books <laughs> i've ever read yeah <laughs> in a long time and there's that's, another that's one a good one the red one and there's a silver one uh, it's, it's about the cash, the first cash or the cash register. You got a guy was in the cash register business that I think his name is Jeffrey get, get Mo get, or get more, I get think. more. Mm -hmm. I think he was Something in the like cash register business. So I read that one too. And, uh, I know the, uh, one, I, I like to listen to Ed Milet and his mm -hmm. one podcast. I really like that. I still, I, I tell people to listen to this one or I listen to it and probably once every couple months, it's like how to control your mind to get anything you want. Mm -hmm. And it like, it's it just, I, I really think that that one podcast really did kind of like change my life and like open it up to where I was looking at a more broad picture of everything. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, that's a, Ed Milet's a, he's got a hell of a story, you know, built a big insurance agency and is a big motivational speaker now. And, mm -hmm. and, and he talks. He always talks about how it just takes one person. He was one person in his family that changed his whole family's trajectory for generations. You yeah, know, came came kind of from nothing in a bad family and all this, and then and then made a bunch of money. I mean, he's got a, his own island. He's got and, and just thinking differently yeah. and and putting himself out there. Yeah, like Garth Brooks and Kevin Hart, both of their documentaries too. They say, um pretty sure kevin hart says i know garth brooks does it's like one person walked into that bar when i was singing uh the dance mm -hmm. and he's like that lady changed my life forever and now like all these people they can once you get to a certain level like you can hire your friends and or maybe not hire your friends but they can 
you can start something else with them and then mm-hmm. they got something and it's, it's just create more yeah, opportunity. Just, yeah. I mean, I feel like once you get to a certain level, if you, if you made it that far, you're going to be smart and it's going to just mm-hmm. boom, boom, boom. Um, yeah, it's crazy. I, I, said I mean, that I made too. it to that level, but I mean, I, hopefully I've, I've we're seen, getting there. Yeah. I've seen people and people that are on here and, and that are going to be on here. One piece of content that they post on social media change their lives, or mm-hmm. you know, yeah. shaking shaking one person's hand change their lives. And and people have told me on this deal, it's like it's not not really about how many people you reach; it's who you reach. And just as one person that listened in on a podcast or a, saw a piece of content could could message you and change your life. You know? Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, what's some light questions. What's your favorite steakhouse? My favorite steakhouse is Eddie V's right yeah. here. They got the best bar. <laughs> they play live music. It's, it's a lot of a lot of good Fort Worth people right there. You never know who you're going to see in there. I like it a lot. I haven't been there. We we like Del Frisco's, and we're kind of trying all those different places, but we'll have to try that one out. Yeah, I like Eddie V's. What? So you're you're traveling a lot golfing the past couple of years and got to travel a lot rodeoing and stuff. What? What's like your favorite place you've been? Your favorite vacation or you know place you've been that's that's really cool? Uh, I really like Pinehurst, uh, North Carolina. It's the golf mecca of the world. I think I know the. I think maybe not the golf mecca, but there or uh, like in the Palm Desert. La Quinta, California area. They're just huge golf areas. I love that. And uh, I like, I really like it up there in like Jackson Hole. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's just like a cool place to like get away and, and just, and just be, I mean, just in the mountains and yeah. just driving through Yellowstone. I mean, it's just cool like seeing just everything. I like, I like all that. And, but really, I say I want to move to like Pinehurst, North Carolina, I think, and like, just because of the golf and the town, it's just you can walk everywhere, drive your golf cart. It's just a nice, nice cool, pace cool of little life. Southern town, yeah, yeah. There's some cool um, over there in the southeast. There's some cool old towns like that. A lot of history over mm-hmm. that direction. Yeah. So where where do we follow you um, and and find you for credit card processing for the for the app for all that stuff? Uh, the app is just all under Daily Dogfights uh, Golf, I think. Or it's either Daily Dogfights or Daily Dogfights Golf. We kind of went, have gone back and forth, <laughs> however, and we're getting all that lined out right now. But uh, I guess, like, I post on Instagram and Facebook and stuff. I don't really – probably should post more, but um, probably going to start posting more. You've been an inspiration to me, honestly, <laughs> because, like, I always kind of thought I was – I've gotten to, the last three or four years have been a crazy ride. I've got to go some, do some really cool things and play golf some really, really high end places that mm-hmm. I never would have thought of. And uh, that's kind of what it consists of right now a little credit card processing here and there, but it's just Brody Self or Brody Self 12 on Instagram. And I don't know, I don't really do TikTok much, but yeah, um, our other people are going to make us do TikTok. Yeah, or the probably app, be but, putting out more content for the daily dog fights. Yeah, yeah, there definitely be content for that, and just uh, I don't know. Hopefully, start posting. I guess a little more. <laughs> yeah. Well, y'all, y'all reach out to Brody. That app sounds pretty cool. If you're into golfing, uh, like I said, if you own a business, especially if you're listening to this and you're in the Western industry. Um, give Crockett a call. He's new. 
I've uh, I've been very lucky. Uh, I want to see him grow and uh, do do get up there. You know, you're making a lot of money too. Yeah. So uh, y'all give Crockett a call on that, and it'll all be fine. And if you're interested in, and well, if you want to give me a call, you can. <laughs> if you want to, uh, if you're looking for an industry or something like that, also, and being an agent, something like that, um, increasing your income, changing your life, uh, reach out to either one of us too, and um, and we'll see if we can help you in that. And um, yeah, go. I think that's something we could maybe chat about a little bit too. Mm -hmm. I feel like so um i know we're kind of winding it up but yeah i have a lot of people that reach out to me like that and i feel like this is always i've always said this would be like the perfect rodeo job for people that yeah, don't like right. to work that much but they they need to make some money mm -hmm. and i've had people just don't give up like if you want to give it a try call people so i mean i'm gonna as soon as i leave here i'm going to a meeting uh with a girl that has been trying and she has i mean she has been trying and she knows i think she almost knows two people that are too big like, yeah like her her contacts that we've been contacting are crazy big but it's been like hotel drover i'm like man i don't really think i can just go in there <laughs> switch everything out over there at the hotel drover but she's got a good she's got a good try and uh that's it takes a lot of try and like you know now you're gonna get told no a lot more than you get mm -hmm. told yes but i mean one account you can make i mean you could start making couple hundred make, bucks make I mean, your maybe make your pickup payment yeah, or maybe your rent a thousand or your bucks I mean, they could not saying a big one i have big ones i have small ones they all add up but just keep trying and don't yeah don't give up i mean yeah yeah and any and anything just keep keep going yeah and um so let's wrap up with that just don't give up keep going uh please rate and review the podcast if you're listening to it you can also watch it on youtube and share it out if you did not get something valuable out of this i don't know why you wouldn't but please share it out anyway because somebody else might and we'll see you next time <laughs>